It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We all love Paolo Bencaro and Franz Wagner. They're great. It could be a little bit better. We'll talk about where Paolo Bencaro and Franz Wagner can improve the most coming up on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don Magic today is August 4th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Chris, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you download podcasts and check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we love Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. So we're going to give them a little bit of constructive criticism. The areas where both Paolo and Franz can step up this season. Plus, we'll talk a little bit about the World Cup. If you want my thoughts on the other happenings with the Magic, I addressed it on, I think it was Tuesday's episode of Locked On Magic, whatever whatever day that was, um, the news and notes episode. You can go back, listen then where I ramble, post on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'm not going to address it here any, any more than, than I already have, um, but it is what everyone's talking about, so I don't want to uh, ignore that. Um, but before we get to that, I want to thank you all again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember this great Lockdown podcast covering every single thing in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Paolo Bancaro had an incredible rookie season. Let's just let's just lay it out there. 20 points per game, you know. Just looked every bit the star. Um, you can go listen to our friends at Locked on NBA, their episode yesterday, uh, the August 3rd episode. Um, they talk about the Magic as a team on the rise, and the number one reason they give that the Magic could be a big riser in the NBA is Paolo Bancaro is that dude. It's hard not to believe Paolo Bancaro can be a star. Um, and, and obviously, the kind of rookie year that he had suggests that he will be a star. The rookie year that he had puts him in the same breath, in the same conversation as a lot of uh, superstar players. Shaquille O'Neal, Blake Griffin, uh, Luka Doncic, Allen Iverson. Those were the kind of names he was traveling with in his rookie year. But I think it's really, really important to, to know a few things. First, like the team itself, nothing is guaranteed. There is nothing, you know, there's a Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans exists. This rookie year was incredible. Never quite lived up to it. Now, while he is an exception and a rarity among these types of players, nothing's guaranteed. We all think the Magic will make a push up the standings and could make the playoffs. That's not promised. That's not guaranteed. They may not do it. Who knows at this point? It is 
freaking August 4th. It's early August. We're two months away from training camp beginning. We don't know anything that's going to happen. And while I think it is very clear that Paolo Bencaro is a player on the rise and a player who could make that all-important next step, um, it's not promised to him either. It's going to take work, and it's going to take him improving areas that he frankly struggled with in his rookie year. I, I say this to everyone, and I truly do mean this. You hope that his rookie year is his worst year. And so that when you look at his stats, that his stats, we're going to look back and say, yeah, that rookie year was great, but that's the worst he was. Look, he averaged 20 points per game. Put up 15.6 field goal attempts per game. Had a usage rate up around 28%. His shooting splits were not good. Plain and simple. His shooting splits were not good. Shot like, what, 42% from the floor, 29% from three. And yes, he was one for 32 in February. If you take out that one for 32 uh, run, he shot 33.3% from beyond the arc. 73.8% from the line on 7.4 attempts per game. All this is well and good. Paolo Bancaro did some really good things. It's, there's, there's no denying that. But now the next step for him and, and, and the next step for, for any young player like him is how do you get more efficient? If there is a place that Paolo Bancaro can take a, a clear next step up, can take a clear um, move up the standings or move up the list, it's with his efficiency. His numbers, 20 points per game on 42.7% shooting, 29.8% from beyond the arc, 73.8% from foul line, usage rate at 27.5%. High usage rookies don't shoot the ball well. We can go look at players that we can that we typically compare Bancaro to, and they struggle. They struggle with this. And so where, you know, and look, Bancaro's never going to be like a 50% shooter. That's that's he's going to take too many shots and have the ball in his hands too much. But what we see from players like a Kevin Durant, players like a Jason Tatum, both players that Ben Carroll's worked out with this offseason, they take some pretty decent steps in their second season with their efficiency. And I want to make sure I pull up these numbers because I have done this research and I did not have it ready to go. And I apologize for that. Um, Paolo Ben Carroll's second year is going to be better if, if he follows this trajectory. Because if you look at Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, his rookie season back in 2007, averaged 20.3 points per game, Four point, that's 20.3 points per game. That's what we're, we're going to care about shooting splits here. 43% shooting from four, 28.8% from three, 87.3% from the foul line. The free throw shooting is obviously a lot better than Paolo was. Um, did not get to the line as much as Paolo, but those other numbers look exactly like Paolo. His second season, he averaged 25.3 points per game. Shot 47.6% from the floor, 42.2% from three, and 86.3% from the foul line. No matter how you slice it, a, a, a large perimeter player like Durant 
got so much more efficient. And you can make that argument with Jason Tatum, although Jason Tatum's usage rate shot up in his second year, so he was less efficient. But again, more responsibility, clearly played better. Um, the players that Paolo Bencaro gets compared to, their second season's all about efficiency. And so, yes, like, I want rebounding to be a focus for Paolo Bencaro. I want him to be able to be more effective on the defensive end. There's a lot of places that Paolo needs to get better at. But the big thing for Bancaro, because at the end of the day, his role is to be the team's leading scorer, to take over games, to have big scoring games, to just be the metronome that keeps this team ticking. And when they need extra help, the guy that steps up to the plate. And again, he's a sophomore. He's going to go through growing pains in the team. He may not always fulfill that role. But for Bancaro, it starts with efficiency. Knowing how to maximize his dribbles to get to his spots and get to his shots. Knowing how to get to the line more effectively. Making a few more threes when the opportunity comes around. But it comes down to can Bancaro up his shooting percentage. Because if you look at the numbers, the Magic were really bad with Bancaro on the floor. Plain and simple. Um, the Magic were worse with Bancaro on the floor. Offensively, defensively. He was a rookie. Rookies are bad. Almost universally are bad. He was fine. He got better. He played the role the Magic won and would play at the end of the day. But now comes harnessing that. Now he's been through the NBA rigor. Now he knows what it's about. Now he knows, hopefully, this offseason, the work that he has to do. And look, we're going to talk about FIBA stuff at the end of the show today. Playing with FIBA and perhaps not being the guy and not being a starter is going to force him to be even more efficient to get his production, to, to play his role. He is going to have to do even more, in my opinion. To, to be effective. And it's going to be a great test for his growth because what I want to see from Paolo Bengaro, I want to see him shoot 45% from the floor. Not a, not a huge bar to climb. I want to see him shoot 33, 34% from three. And again, outside of February, he largely did that. I don't want to see him get to 75, 76, 77, 78, up, upwards toward 80% from the foul line. If he does that, to stick at the extra points you get, it's making, you know, if he goes to line eight times, he shot 73%. So he made six free throws, makes one more free throw per game, seven of eight instead of six for eight. He makes two more shots per game. Now we're looking at 21, 23, 25. This is how, you know, makes it makes an extra three per game, 26, 27. That's how you get to averaging 25 points per game. It's not from volume. It's from efficiency. And knowing how to get to your shot and knowing how to make that shot more effectively. Paolo Bancaro's efficiency is a, a big piece of the magic puzzle, but so is another one. A strength that might actually be a weakness and why Franz Wagner needs to start pulling his weight. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick work from our friends over at Ibotta. Finally taking that summer vacation you've been planning I know I am. I'm going on vacation at the end of next week. Very, very excited. But dreading to buy all the necessities before you take off, I always dread that. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. 
Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, which I, with Ibotta, you get real cash back that you could cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Player App Store and use code LOCKED today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us. We truly appreciate it. Don't forget, we are looking for your ballots. We're looking for your votes. We're, we're, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to make that joke. Um, but we're looking for your votes of the top 35 players in Orlando Magic history. Submit your ballot of the top 20 players in Magic history in our poll. It's in the link. It's in the link in the show description. Be sure to check it out. Submit your ballots. We're going to put together a list of the top 35 players in Magic history. We'll talk about it on Locked on Magic, as well as on Orlando Magic Daily. As we celebrate the Magic's 35th anniversary this month on Orlando Magic Daily. You can check it out. I uh, have my first history post of the month. Five ways the Orlando Magic have changed NBA history. That is currently up on the site. We will start unveiling our top 35 list. Once we've collected all the ballots from the Orlando Magic Daily staff and from you, uh, check it out today again. Link to the poll is in the show description, uh, wherever that might be. might be below, might be wherever. Check it out today and submit your ballot now. Franz Wagner's awesome. I want to say that up front because I'm about to throw some shade on him. Um, Franz Wagner is awesome. He is everything the Magic want in a forward, a great playmaker, great driver, efficient scorer, efficient finisher, great shooter. He does so many things. And... At six foot ten, it, it is hard for a lot of teams to handle his fluidity, his versatility, his agility. He's just a really, really special player. And and you know we have things that we argue with him about as far as his, his aggression and his shot volume. Um, but Franz is really, really good. And so it pains me to point this out. But we are here asking our players to step up, to level up again. Uh, and this is an area where certainly Franz Wagner needs to level up. Franz Wagner is, at least statistically, one of the worst rebounders in the entire league, or at least among players of his size. That is, again, numbers. 
numbers don't lie here. And in this case, with pace neutral numbers, they don't lie. Franz Wagner averaged four and a half rebounds per game last year. was down to 4.1 this year. And again, some of that is he's playing less power forward. But even, at least according to basketball reference, he didn't play a ton of power forward last year. And I want to caveat this because this year he didn't play a ton of power forward either. He, the Magic used him like a guard. So maybe it's unfair to ask him to be a better rebounder. But the fact of the matter is, he can be. The Magic were a good rebounding team last year. Eighth in the league in defensive rebound rate at 73%. That's really the number I care about. And Franz Wagner, despite 4.1 rebounds per game, didn't really contribute to that. According to stats from NBA.com, Franz Wagner's rebound rate was among the worst of players six foot ten or tall. His defensive rebound rate of 9.8%, which means essentially when he is on the floor, he's grabbing nearly one out of 10 re- def- defensive rebounds, was the sixth worst among players six foot ten or taller. His 2.7% offensive rebound rate was fifth worst among players who are six foot ten or taller. His um, his total rebound rate, again, these numbers are what they are, his total rebound rate, rate of, let me find it here, because my pages hate me. Um, his total rebound rate was the fourth worst in the entire league among players who are six foot ten or taller, and the three players with the worst rate at that height did not even play more than 12 minutes per game. Rebound rate isn't the end-all be-all. You still grab four per game. The Magic have Wendell Carter. You know, he played a lot with Bull Bull and Mobamba, who gobbled up a lot of rebounds. Um, it's not the end of the world. Like I said, the Magic play Franz Wagner more like a guard. But Cole Anthony also has a better rebound rate than him. Uh, Markel Fultz, I believe, has a better rebound rate than him. And while certainly there are a lot of long shots and long threes and long rebounds that come with that, those guys get in get in and go, and that's what the Magic want, this is an area where the Magic needs some help. Because while the Magic were eighth in the league in defensive rebound rate, they were 15th in the league in second chance points allowed per game. The, the rebounds the Magic do give up turn into points. And with how small this team's margin for error is and how difficult this it can be for this team to score, the Magic do need to lock down the glass. And they need everyone to make an effort. Look, Wendell Carter ranks okay in rebounds. He's, he's a solid rebounder. Not a dominant rebounder. Um, I believe for players 6 foot 10 or taller, he was 33rd in the league in defensive rebound rate. Um, if I'm not, it might be 23rd. I, I, don't, I don't have those numbers directly in front of me, but... He won. He didn't rank very high. Paolo Bencaro is not much better. And I would argue Paolo Bencaro also needs to step up his rebounding and be a better and more consistent rebounder, although he certainly did a, a decent job at that as the season went on. The Magic's rebounding strategy then appears to be gang rebounding. Everybody gets theirs. Everybody gets their boxes out there. Man, everybody finds a board. And you know what's great about the Magic and the versatility that they have is that it does seem like everyone can rebound. And so we have to ask, is Franz Wagner pulling his weight on the glass? Is this an area where he can improve a little bit? There's obviously a finite amount of rebounds 
it is not the end of the world if one guy doesn't get all the rebounds, if another guy is taking care of business. And, you know, look, the Magic, we're eighth in the league in defensive rebound rate. The Magic did get their share of get did their job on the defensive glass. They limited opponents. They weren't super focused on offensive rebounds, so I'm not too worried about that. But the Magic did their job on the glass for the most part. They were a successful rebounding team for, by all accounts. But everything for this Magic team just needs to be a little bit better. Like, like when we're talking about playing better basketball, we're talking about leveling up. Everything for this team just needs to be a little bit better. You know, defending the paint, be a little bit better at that. Defending the rim, be a little bit better at that. Defending out to three-point line, be a lot better at that. Offensively, be a lot better at that. Rebounding is something that the Magics need to be a little bit better at. But Franz Wagner being more active on the glass opens up a lot of opportunities. Um, it's not the worst, you know, I would prefer Wendell Carter be a dominant rebounder. The Magic needs someone who's going to get 10 rebounds per game and and really lock down the glass um, in the way that Dwight Howard used to. Maybe that's uh, too high of a standard because Dwight Howard's probably best rebounder of the last two decades. Uh, someone challenge me on that, please. Um, I don't think he can. Um, Wendell Carter only averaged like eight rebounds per game. So the Magic do need everybody to step up. And yes, I know, Franz Wagner had half of that um, it, on a raw basis, but there just feels like there's something more he can do. There's just a little bit more he can do. There's just a little bit more he can contribute. And again, this is what this season's about. Asking everybody to do a little bit more, to step up a little bit more, to level up once again. And so for me, Franz Wagner's perfect. Don't change. Just rebound a little bit more. Be a little bit more concerted with your effort on the glass. Help out there. And I'm sure the Magic don't give up that second chance point that kills momentum, that stops a fast break, that becomes a game-winning basket or a game-deciding basket or a momentum-halting basket. Everyone's going to have to do their part. And this is an area where Franz Wagner can clearly get a lot better. World Cup training camps are starting around the world. We'll talk about uh, talk about what a little bit what to expect. Preview what we're going to talk about mon on Monday's episode of Lockdown Magic coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, if you were, I don't want to say if you're on social media, because if you're on social media, you saw the other thing, which I'm not talking about today. Um, but USA training camp has begun. The team has gathered in Las Vegas. Everyone's got their number. We are all fans of the Patriot, Paolo Bencaro. That's P-A-T-R-I-O-T, Patriot. Uh, um, but uh, we are, we're locking in now, a month away, uh, less than a month now, away from the FIBA World Cup. Uh, we'll have Team USA playing their first uh, exhibition game on Monday against Puerto Rico. Um, it is training camp time. You know, Jamal Mosley's out there with the select team. I saw some video of him working with his guys. 
Um, they, we, there was some video. You know, Team USA posted some video of the inter squad scrimmage uh, for for Team USA as they get ready to not see very many Palo highlights. Um, perhaps they're hiding him. Perhaps he just didn't have any today, or perhaps they're just showing what they were going to show. Um, but uh, we are getting set for Team USA to to get going and and, and to get started. Team Germany had their first five-on-five -five practice today as well. They had media day. If you saw uh, Germany's uh, uh, Instagram account, that's DBB underscore basketball. Um, I believe it's DBB underscore basketball. Um, Franz and Mo posted posted the funny clip on on their on their Instagrams of their group photo of their photo together. Um, the Republic of Georgia is already playing some some exhibition some exhibition games and prep games. Although Goga Batadze did not play in Tuesday's game. We are getting set for the FIBA World Cup. And the Magic are obviously very, very involved between Paolo, between Paolo and Jamal Mosley with Team USA, uh, Joe Ingles with Australia, Gogo Batadze with Georgia, and then Mo and Franz Wagner with Germany. A, both Germany and USA are among the favorites to win this thing. It is not a sure thing that the USA wins this thing first and foremost. Um, but we are in full swing here with prep for the FIBA World Cup. Uh, and so we will be getting a lot more. We're going to cover the World Cup in full here on the show, um, determining what my broadcast schedule will be for that and when I'll actually watch these games because it is all the way on the other side of the world. And while I enjoyed watching the U.S. women's soccer game at 3 a.m. on Tuesday, uh, and we'll enjoy the and we'll try to effort the 5 a.m. tip off on Sunday. It's tough. It's tough for us here on the East Coast, but. Um, we will cover those games in full. We will talk about them, what we're seeing. And obviously, we're going to get a very good preview of what we're going to be getting in the Magic's two key players in Palo Bencaro and Franz Wagner. We spent this whole show talking about where they can improve. We are going to see that improvement play out on the court in meaningful, pressure-packed games. And, and to me, that is really, really exciting. We're going to know, frankly, we're going to know just how good this Magic team can be by the end of, the, by the end of September. Or, you know, obviously we will because that, that, but you know, by mid September, there we go. Um, we're going to know where these guys are at. And it won't be everything that they will do in the NBA because their roles and their national teams are different than they would be in the NBA. But we're going to have a very good idea of who these players are and what they're going to bring to the team. And, and to me, that's really exciting. It's not just that, it's them doing it in pressure games, having to play meaningful basketball at this stage. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm I'm a big fan of international basketball. I'm really excited for the FIBA World Cup, and I hope you are too. We are counting down. I believe it's August 25th that it starts. It's in a couple weeks. Um, we'll get plenty of exhibition games. We're going to talk Palo on Monday. We'll talk a little bit more Franz as Germany plays their first exhibition game on Saturday as well on, uh, on Monday. So we are getting really, really set for the World Cup here on the show. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Get your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun we on podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Like I said, on our next episode of Locked on Magic, we will talk World Cup preppy for the, for the FIBA World Cup, what to expect from the Magic's players specifically. We'll get to that on our next episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.